Welcome to the Voice of the Force podcast. This is HoloNet Headlines, episode 2 for February 2021. My name is Ed, and I am joined today by my co-host, Snoma. How's it going? Not too bad, man. How are you doing? Eh. Eh. Yeah. No, I feel <laughs> a little tired, eh? Yeah, I'm awake. That's the important <laughs> part. <laughs> and I am here also with Dan. Hey, who's Snoma? I want to know who Snoma is now. <laughs> Snoma, well... Snow I love Snoma. Snoma's a great person. And legend, That's, actually. If he's you the snowman closely, If you listen closely to Temple Archives, you might just find out more. Oh, <laughs> there you go. But yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Welcome to, welcome to the good podcast, Snoma. It's good to have you on as a guest. <laughs> oh, I see. I'm only real when, I'm, when we're doing Temple Archives. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. But, you know, you should cement yourself in this reality right now by telling our listeners what the podcast is all about. Sure. So on Holodot Headlines, we're here to bring you the latest information on everything Star Wars. So we kind of break that down into video games, TV shows, comics, books, movies, general news and the fandom, board games and miniatures, and events. And uh, yeah, we uh, we try to keep you guys up to date and uh, tell you guys about anything important that's happening. And if you ever think that we are missing anything or you want to talk to us about what we go over on Holonet Headlines, you can contact us and we are more than happy to listen to you. And Dan, would you be able to tell the viewers how to get a hold of us? Yeah, thank you, Snoma. Um, we can get a hold of us at... <laughs> I'm leaving the comment for... <laughs> the, our email at voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. Can... Jesus. <laughs> uh... I don't know why I think it's so funny because it's not. <laughs> it is. It's just you. I know. It's yeah. just you. Then, then swapping into dad jokes mode. Oh God. <laughs> All right. Uh, Twitter. You can find us at Voice Force Pod. Retweeting our new episode tweets does help with growing our listener base and uh, is very much appreciated. You can find us on Instagram at Voice Force Pod. Uh, again, we'll post episode images and uh, little posts there, maybe asking you a question or. Uh, showing some new news that has come out uh, before the podcast has been announced. So you can also find us on our website over at www.voiceoftheforce.com where you can find all of our episode posts there with all the descriptions, the episode art if you don't use Apple Music, or not Apple Music, if you don't use Amazon Music or Spotify, you won't be able to see the art unless you go to the website. Sadly, just that's how podcatchers work apparently. And uh, you can go to our shop there. We have t-shirts for our logo. And then there's one with an Orbesh logo on it as well. Uh, you can also listen, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, <laughs> Google Play, Spotify, Amazon Music, and wherever lis you listen to podcasts. And you can subscribe <laughs> for free for the latest episode as soon as it releases. Ed, back to you. Yes, yes. And, you know, news is so... You mean snoozes? Snooze is so fickle. <laughs> like, you, it changes for, by the hour. He just left. It changes no one's left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome Glad back, Noah. Technical difficulties aside. I said I was leaving. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it constantly changes. It constantly updates. You could get one hot new uh, news piece. It could be, you know, with five minutes later, you hear something else. But um, something that we are excited to hear and something that will stay relevant for the next little while. Uh, if you liked, um, what was it? I keep wanting to say Rebels now. We talk about it so much. But The Clone Wars, if you liked Season 7, especially the introduction of The Bad Batch, there's good news coming for you on May 4th. Dan, tell us a little more about that. 
Yeah, so we're getting the Bad Batch uh, release date, which is May the 4th, and that is falling out of Tuesday this year. And so the first episode will release on May the 4th, and the second episode is kind of jumping into that Clone Wars um, style where at the beginning they showed you the first two episodes in the same week. So on Friday, May 7th, we're going to get the second episode, and then every episode after that will be coming out on Fridays. And they didn't say how long it's going to be. I would assume the seasons are about, what, 15 to 20 episodes, 24 episodes per season. I believe. For the animated ones, yeah? Yeah, for for the Clone Wars, the new one was 12 episodes, which I can see being a season for this as well, since it's the new animation style and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but this, I don't know if it's going to be, we don't know if this is a one-off series for like a one season thing, or if it's going to be a continuing series that goes for many seasons. Um, I could honestly see it go either way. But I would assume we're going to at least get 12 episodes just from how the Clone Wars Season 7 went. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. We're going to see the Bad Batch from Season 7 of the Clone Wars follow them through their uh, trials and tribulations as, you know, Order 66 happens and they have to find their way through the galaxy as everybody else does. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I don't know how you guys feeling about it. As with everything that's coming up in either new... Star Wars stuff or anything like that hesitantly positive. So, you know, I'm not bouncing off the walls and I refuse to for anything that comes out now. Like, not, not as much for The Mandalorian because something's established there that we can somewhat trust. Yeah. Uh, and I, I only say somewhat because, you know, as much as Filoni and Favreau have their hands on it, there's still Disney and you never know at that point. So mm -hmm. it's it's very hesitant, but, you know, it's it's like, you know, I'm I'm ready. You'll Show be pleasantly surprised if it's good. And if it exactly. is, like, I'm not that you're saying my... that you're expecting it to be awful, but, you know, if it's decently good, you're going to be happy. Exactly. And I'm, I'm not even trying to say, like, I'm setting expectations low. Like, I'm rather no expectations. Okay. And just, yeah. like, just, ne just neutral expectations. Exactly, right? Like, I yeah. feel like you and I are on the same, like, flow on this, Noma, because it's like, you know, just show me what you got. And if I like it, great. If I don't like it, oh, well, I like it. Mm -hmm. Like, that's kind of how I feel on that. How about yeah, you, Noma? Yeah, pretty much the same thing. Uh, I think we talked about last time we were talking about Bad Batch. I was saying my, my only problem with their episodes in Season 7 mm -hmm. was the fact that they have a lot of plot armor in all their episodes. There was really no point in any of the episodes that I remember where I ever thought that they were in danger. Mm -hmm. Right? So, you know, granted, that was three episodes versus an entire season that we're getting. So I'm hoping that now when when the Bad Batch does come out, it'll be a lot more, you know, it'll feel feel like the stakes are are there. Right like now there's a full-fledged storyline rather than just be like, okay, we need to get here and we can't not get there without these guys. So we have to get them. Yeah, there. And, and that the chance of failure does exist. Yeah, right? yeah, because they're so specialized that like you need to throw a wrench into that where they can't gel like mm -hmm. the way they do. And once you do that, you represent like an actual conflict they have to get over. Because yeah, yeah. again, because there's because they have that they're one trick ponies individually and come together and do the full horse as a you as could a call team. it full horse. Oh, Jojo. <laughs> is this a Jojo reference? Yes, it Everything is. is. Everything is. <laughs> um, <laughs> For those who couldn't yeah. see, Ed had to reenact that meme out, and it was perfect. Yeah, is this a but, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it's I'm curious to see how they'll make them face different things because I can see them doing maybe that villain of the week for like two episodes and okay. then getting into the meat of whatever their season's going to be. And we just got a little bit of a 
small surprise as who might be joining that cadre mm-hmm. on the animated screen. Um, if you remember from The Mandalorian Season 2 that just went by, Boba Fett's a new partner in, I want to say crime, just partner then, yeah? <laughs> Fennec Shand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fennec Shand's gotten her animated design, and it's, you know, it's interesting because it's it's really good <laughs> i'm gonna send it, it to you guys to see yeah, you have it, it it's a there you go it, it's her that i know it sounds stupid kind of because we you know we saw her the way that we saw ahsoka go from animated to live action you always see that from animated to live action animated to live action but then seeing somebody from live action to animated you have you don't have imagination to work with or anything. You don't have to create something from scratch. The model is there. You can basically just lift everything and, okay, here we go. And it looks like they kind of did that, but they did it so The interesting well. thing about how they brought this photo out too was it was only on their Instagram story for mm-hmm. 24 hours. And there was no announcement or anything. It was just like uh, women in Star Wars like animation. So they had like Asajj Ventress, um, Princess Leia, um... Padme and like all these other characters and then at the like second from the end was this and there was no no caption like it was just this photo people were like what <laughs> just that's such a weird thing to do like you think you'd make like a post on the Instagram on, on Twitter on like all social media and like do a description or something but it was just the photo which mm-hmm. is interesting because mm-hmm. when I first saw it on Twitter I was like people are tweeting about it. I'm like what's going on here so I looked at it I'm like okay it looks legit but where is this from? Because nobody was sourcing it. So I was looking at mm-hmm. all the social media and I went on the Star Wars Instagram. I'm like, oh, there it is. It's in the story. Um, hmm. I think it looks really cool. The funny thing that I just thought about was in the background there, it's all like blurred out. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that'd be funny is, is if the background's like an actual scene in the show where it's like an explosion and she's just like turning around to the camera. And it's like, like yeah. an actual shot. She's like, yeah, yeah that was yeah. me. What's up? Yeah, it's one <laughs> shot or something like yeah. that. Yeah, cool guys don't look at explosions. Exactly. <laughs> Show, probably showing the, the other sniper guy up, being like, yeah, I can do that too. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I love her design. Like, it's so, it looks it's, great. It's, and they get the texture of the hair down, like, so well. If you see that well, braid there, like, so cool. It's right from the show. And it also makes me, it's, because we've had several different animated series for it already this is more of a clone wars look again which i'm excited for mm-hmm. it's got that um, not you know at the beginning of clone wars where it's like that marionette almost aesthetic yeah it's similar to that but it's not quite that like it's near end of clone wars but maybe like season six mm-hmm. season five mm-hmm. so they it's at that point where they knew what they were doing they had a design and it's not it's not as angular i'd like to say as uh yeah. rebels is it's still mm-hmm. got that like there's cut off chin though where it's like a flat chin yeah that's, a, that's a definitely got, aesthetic from flat it. chin yeah you know i remember that probably on anakin because he hadn't he had like the crack chin too yeah, it was did. still cut off and it just looked weird yeah <laughs> but everybody else was trying to hide it with beards and stuff but um yeah no it's it's an interesting design i like it so i'm definitely curious to see i just realized all of us more. might have that chin too because we all have beards <laughs> we can't see <laughs> <laughs> yeah i want to see what happens more with her and how she's tied into the bad batch no because this might be pre mandalorian right so what oh, oh it definitely doing, is what she could have been doing beforehand mm-hmm. but leading mm-hmm. into the mandalorian we had some um, gonna be young fennec shand like this is yeah like 30 no this is like what 15 beginning yeah, of still about yeah 20 ish years okay okay yeah so that's interesting yeah. so it's yeah BBY her like teen or 20s i guess you'd say 
because this would still be before Yavin. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. This is like right when Order sixty six happens. I think they said. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So jumping to the other side of that conflict, uh, we have conflict within Disney itself. And sure. oh no, no, of- just on the internet. <laughs> There's no conflict within Disney. Well, I nah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think so, Noma? Well, I mean, yeah, we're talking about some some actual controversy now. So this is old news uh, now. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of old news. Yeah, just kind of because of circumstances from our end, this is basically old news now. But yeah, uh, Gina Carano has been not fired, but just let go from Disney and, you know, therefore Star Wars and Mandalorian. It's a it's a whole thing. We're, we're not going to go go through the deets for this because, you know, it's been all over the Internet. But, you know, she she posted something that was not great it, it didn't reflect well on uh, a lot of things and this was the kind of the third time that she'd done it so mm-hmm. you know disney had to let her go which makes sense and yeah i mean there's a lot of controversy about it right now from the different political sides but i think for all of us at voice of the force you know we don't we don't like getting super political on this show but i think we all agree with this especially because it's you know third strike and you're out kind of thing yeah. at least for me mm-hmm. especially when yeah, you do this it's... and you know you shouldn't be doing something like this and saying these kind mm-hmm. of things and i mean it seems like you're just doing it to inflame people's you know opinions or or whatever it is mm-hmm. um and i i i, I kind of get it from both sides like she doesn't want to you know censor herself and you know people are like well you just can't say things like that on internet when people are looking up to you as a role model and like you have a responsibility to people like, i mm. get all that um so you can kind of see it from both sides but at the same time it's just there's no excuse to post stuff that is you know the things that she posted right mm. yeah you see like the state i'm gonna keep with the fire analogy because it's like you know you're imagine you have a tinder box and an open flame and the first comments and posts you make and you've nudged that tinderbox a little closer and you know you've been told hey you know that goes any closer you could have a problem oh yeah whatever there's a little bit of oil on there yeah well that's the second post <laughs> yeah, you yeah. put some oil on it and you kick it a little bit closer and it's like okay listen now seriously that will ignite stop okay mm-hmm. well i'm gonna do it anyway and you kick the thing fully into the fire and then it goes Poof! And you're like, oh, I didn't think that was going to happen. It was like, well, you've been you've been orchestrating the way this is going to happen. And mm-hmm. everybody could see the end in sight. But for some reason, and I, not for some reason, like I get I understand the want. I don't know if this is the right feeling, but the pushback almost mm-hmm. um, from, you know what? At the end of the day, you play a character, yes. And then you go home and you're your own person. And you'd like to be and feel like your own person. Right. And you don't want to feel owned or anything like that or like somebody has control of your words or anything like that because mm. that's taking freedoms away. But it's different when it's your job it's because true. you've signed a contract. You've signed things. You've, you've, you represent those companies. No exactly. Way. I was going to say taking oath, and that sounds yeah. like you're trying to support a king or something like that. But, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, yeah, you're, it's, you're, it's your you're tied. Yeah, you're tied to something that isn't just you. Exactly. So then from there, even even when you are you for like, you know, however long you are associated with the company, mm. you're the company, too. And you're it's like a if you work of in, the company. If you work in retail and then, you know, 
the company you work for, you're doing your job, and then you walk outside and you're having like a smoke break or something, and then someone comes mm. by and you're just like, blah, 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 like yelling at them and screaming at them, and then it's well, like you go back into work, shirt. and then, yeah, and they're well, like, wait yeah, a minute, why even, are you, like, yeah, why did you even, do that? Even blunter than that, if you're working at a store and you attack a customer, right? Exactly, it's, it's not you who's held responsible. It, Even verbal you know, well, news is going to say it's both of you. Yeah, yeah. Employee, this employee at yeah. this store. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Employee at X company. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like for me, I'm a teacher, and uh, you know, when I was going through teachers' college, they had these like lectures that we had um, for certain classes. And they were like putting the fear of God into us. They were saying, you should not have any social media. You should not be posting anything on social media at all. Because if you do, you could be fired immediately. There was an example of this one girl who, you know, she was on Facebook and uh, she was at a party with her family and they had mm -hmm. like the red solo cups and yeah. they were just using it for like juice and like, you know, other people, alcohol and stuff like that. And she wasn't even drinking and it, she proved that she wasn't even drinking alcohol, but mm -hmm. it was just the aesthetic of parents finding that picture and thinking that she was you know drinking but at the same time it's like you're your own person i i get like again but from both sides and you have to have this public face as a teacher which is you know you're held to that higher standard which is in a in a sense unreasonable to certain regards exactly um, but you have to be careful yeah. on social media especially right now because things can be taken out of context or things can just be said and not taken back because once it's there it's there forever. If even if you delete mm -hmm. it, it is there. Oh yeah, it's there forever. Yeah. So that's the that's the question I want to pose to you guys and and then and the listeners as well in terms of you know, for especially with situations like this, it's like who does the comp is it the fault of the company for having too much control at uh, this point, or is it or is it just that the company's become something so grandiose beyond itself, like no matter what you do at that point your own and you really no matter what you say can somehow come back to that even if you're not under contract or anything like that can still come back and reflect poorly on somebody because can you imagine the series was done action figures were out everything like that well, was action out. figures everything were out was for made. her and they actually canceled them they had to pull them right yeah. exactly oh, okay. so and so imagine that right like seasons done everything is that and this is all retro this is not just retroactively happening now because you're taking everything away from that you know people at this one, if you had some kind of plan, you got to go scrap all that now. And it's just like, you know, yes, were we were we too clear or were we not clear in the contract or were I think we... it is clear. I think she just and wanted that... to, you know, to to put something in the fire and see where it went and see how far she could push it. From, from yeah, what so I you... saw on social media and like from, you know, the, the information that I've seen, I think that's kind of where it was. Like, I don't mm. know if she felt it if she was untouchable because, you know, she was this prominent character in a big series and, you know, they couldn't really do anything to her. But I don't think that's the case. I think she kind of, she knew what she was getting herself into. Mm. But, I mean, that's that. Like, did you guys enjoy Cara Dune as a character? I, enjoy, I enjoyed her a lot. She was awesome. I think she represented a lot of good things in the series. I just don't agree with the, the actress who played her on, uh, on those points, you know? No. Um... Yeah, so so to answer Ed's question, I I do think that you know on on one hand, yeah, Disney has a lot of control, and they you know they do enforce it with an iron you know ironclad will, but at the same time, yeah, th this this didn't fall out of fall you know this didn't come out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. She had multiple. Or not multiple, but she was, you know, someone talked to her about this already before a couple people, from what I remember. 
so you know you for me it's you you poke the hornet's nest this many times same thing with your tinderbox analogy right you mm. shouldn't be afraid you shouldn't be surprised then when you get stung or you get burned yeah it's odd because they we don't see well we see the trope but we don't see it often which is why it you know you can still have it to that degree on the silver screen mm. trope of what sorry um, of the wounded uh, Alderanian survivor. Oh, yeah, yeah. We have, like, Who a either... few instances of it, right? You will... Yeah, ac- across... and... Exactly. I was about to say across different... Um, Mediums. Media. Across different media, because in the books, like no one said, we have Nash. Here we have her. You get Leia and every, everybody else as well, but, it, mm. you know, it's it's happen- it happens infrequently for such a big event. And whenever you hear about it again, you instantly go back to that moment and you think about it and you can get that depth of feeling like, oh yeah. So they're reliving that how much now? But then, understandably, if that's the case, but then you go get a rebel symbol tattooed right under your eye. And I remember, remember in the first season where somebody was telling her to cover up her tattoos or whatever. Her like that. tattoo, like, yeah. Yeah, and it's just like, what does it matter when she has the, the, the phoenix thing right under her eye? Like, they're yeah. kind of no. Yeah, yeah. So like that... I guess that's just character design, but let's you know speaking from the character, mm-hmm. so it's just like that was a dumb thing to get, like that. Like I understand you want to show off, you know, your support and who you fought for. It was like alliance horde. You're gonna put that right in your face. Is the teardrop okay? So is, I I thought the teardrop tattoo with the rebel logo was like the remembrance of like Alderaan. Yeah, but then that would that would uh, prove that you know the empire yes, was yes. right and that the entire planet was. Yeah. A, oh, no, it's true. It's still supporting. It's still supporting things. the rebel, rebellion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's just you can cry all you want, but don't show. It's it's just that it's it's a weird design thing to me. So yeah. I I don't want to go on too long about that. What That's did you think? Uh, yeah, no, I I, I liked Caradine a lot. I thought she was a fun character and added you know some good stuff to the Mandalorian. And I did like. Gina Carano in, in other roles because I, I liked her a lot in Deadpool. And uh, so, yeah, no, it's 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 like it's the Tom Cruise professor. scenario where like he's he's great in his movies. Yeah. But then when he comes out and he's like all these crazy theories and things like that that he's saying, it's very much similar to that where you're like, yeah, okay. when, when the Scientology starts talking. Yeah, the Scientology. <laughs> yeah. It's it like, OK, 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 OK. It, see, she it, it could. If it happened back then, she would have got into the role of, oh, she's great on screen. Then when she's out, she's ignore her. Mm. Mm. But, you know, ignore is not the word of the day. No, or it's, year it's the cancel culture now, right? It's get involved and yeah. do something. Because. Which, in and of itself, to that specific phrase, seems harmless. But then mm-hmm. you evolve that into cancel. Then it just becomes a mosh pit almost, and you're terrified of jumping in. Coming back to that fire analogy, it kind of spread a little bit when uh, Ted Cruz, speaking of not getting political, um, ah. <laughs> Ted Cruz was kind of calling out um, uh, Ray from The Force Awakens and, and that series. And he said, uh, Texan Gina Carano broke barriers in Star Wars universe. Not a princess, not a victim, not some emotionally tortured Jedi. She played a woman who kicked ass and who girls looked up to. She was instrumental in making Star Wars fun again. Of course, Disney canceled her. And then uh, Daisy Ridley, who was in an interview with... Um, I'm not sure who it was. Uh, she said in an interview that uh, she didn't know about like the statement that Ted Cruz made. And so she responded after they read that to her. And she said, I'm very happy to be an emotionally tortured Jedi who doesn't have to leave their state when it's a terrible time. <laughs> so I just thought that was a funny little fire back at Ted Cruz because... God, there's some things going on in this world that are just crazy right now. And yeah. people's reactions to things, it's like, oh, wow. Why would, yeah. 
Yeah. Side note, you know, for everybody who is in Texas going through tough times right now, uh, you know, I'm not saying thoughts and prayers. I'm saying you get warm blankets, you stay warm, you stay safe. Yeah. And yeah. hopefully this is over sooner rather than later because Seriously. that understandably, like you see it up here and you're just like, you got some snow, but it's just like, no, these guys don't understand. Yeah, they're not prepared. The like they, the grid wasn't prepared for it. Yeah. So yeah, that the whole, yeah, just, just absolute failure failure in leadership but yeah, yeah hopefully it, it all works out soon moving yeah. to um the next point ed did you want to jump into that for us i was legit about to i was about <laughs> to get a positive i got this man don't worry <laughs> <laughs> it's but fine anyway, dad i'm sorry <laughs> moving on to more positive stuff we're still gonna talk mandalorian but we have a season three filming date that i believe has been revealed and April fifth, this coming year, twenty twenty one. Yay! It's closing in. We have we have news that in Los Angeles they're going to be filming, eh? Or is that going to be somewhere yep, else? Yeah, they're doing it with the. They're do, no, they're doing all the filming in the. Um, oh, what do they call it? The circular screen, the volume. They call it the volume. Um, okay. So they're doing, I believe, all their all of their filming in that now, which is like perfect timing. Um, like when they created that for all the movies or the last few movie movies and the Mandalorian and then started like COVID hit and they can't go travel everywhere and go to these locations and stuff like that. They can mm -hmm. just create them um, and use the volume and keep everybody, you know, enclosed, but not like, you know, if you're going in to work, you're going into work, you're getting tested and all that stuff. So it's an interesting um, solution that just kind of came in at the right time. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. But yeah, for season three, so names you know, names you may not know that are working on this season. We have Dave Filoni and Karen Gilchrist. These are producers for this season. Uh, Colin Wilson's a line producer for this season. We have John Favreau writing it. A man, John Favreau. Now, somebody needs to tell me who an AD is. Audio director. There we go. Kim Richards, that is you. Thank you for that. And lastly, we have Barry... I'm gonna butcher your last name. I'm so sorry. I doing. Idoween, I think. Yeah. Idoween. Okay. Barry Idoween is our cinematographer for season three. Now we don't know when season three is going to debut. Um, we know that the Book of Boba Fett is going to be sometime in December. Mm -hmm. Season two aired. Was that the end of October of last year? November? So. Oh, yeah, because yeah, like I think it was, it was Halloween is, yeah. or just close to Halloween when it, it came out. It was like the out. week before Halloween and then the second episode, or no, it came out on Halloween and the second episode came out the week later. And people were like, that episode should have been the one on Halloween because it's kind of scary. Exactly. Yeah, I remember so, that. If we're, if we're starting this one off crazy, probably before November, especially if they're going to go through all wartime stuff. Because mm. uh, I can see like little games like COD and stuff like that release on the 11th, but I don't think they, oh, yeah. would, they would go that way. Yeah. With it, so yeah, stuff to look forward to for this year. So not everything is all doom and despair. Texas, stay strong. Mm -hmm. We do have things to look forward to. So keep your heads up. Yeah, and, and I was I was just thinking with that, I could definitely see them doing a thing with Mandalorian where they kind of do the same thing they're doing right now with Wandavision, where you release, you know, they're releasing Wandavision, and then there's a week break, and then they're doing Falcon Winter Soldier. Mm -hmm. So I could definitely see Disney doing the same thing later this year. You know, have Mandalorian season three. Give mm -hmm. you give you a week in between then and then go to Book of Boba Fett. I'd be down so yeah. much for that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
because then you know you're still inundated but it's it's at that point where you you can comfortably be mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you can just sit there and indulge and enjoy rather than just like i gotta be home on this day to stay because if i miss this and it goes there i'm gonna have to wait two weeks now yeah. and like, <laughs> you, you don't want that happening yeah. right but I'm you know, also oh i'm, I'm sorry curious. How, how will i mean you know it, it's us so we'll probably be following these a lot but i'm I'm kind of warring with myself on whether or not I want to be trying to follow season three, you know, the, the rumors and spoiler train. Oh yeah. yeah. Just cause I, I expect a hundred percent where that, you know, Katie Sackhoff's going to be in this season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I'm just going to be hovering around waiting to hear about that. And then because I'm a huge fan of him, you know, I, I, I want to hear that Bill Burr has been seen on set as well and, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. But yeah, I don't, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like it, it's going to be this war in my head where it's like, oh, I want it to be a surprise versus I want to know. For me, I would love <laughs> it to be a surprise. But sadly, since I'm on social media for The Voice of the Force and for my own personal Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that, um, and I'm on Reddit and everything, like there's always people posting stuff up there like rumor, mm-hmm. you know, um, so and so Rosario Dawson was, you know, look like she's on scene and she's supposed to be, you know, Ahsoka Tano. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. that's fantastic. I wish I would have just seen that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Instead of having it a little bit spoiled for you, because it was a rumor at first, and then it just happened in the show, and then they're like, "Yeah, it's Rosario Dawson," and everyone's like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. we know." Yeah, I think I take the safe bet on it, where it's more so, you know, I'm I don't mind if there's a rumor going around because I'll just tell myself, "No, nah, it's not true." I'll just disbelieve it right away. I so, do not doesn't matter how plausible it is. I'll just disbelieve it for the sake of it's a rumor. I'm not listening to you. Yeah. And then should it show up in the show, it's like, oh. I remember hearing about that, but I haven't focused on it enough to like spoil the surprise for a second. Still be, I can still do the whole Leo, just oh the point. Like I know, <laughs> I know that. Like I can still get that feeling. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm, I'm envious of that. I need to learn how to do that. I mean, to be completely <laughs> fair, like when the episode with Ahsoka came out, like it was called The Jedi, and we're like, oh, this has mm. got to be the episode. It's done by Dave Filoni. Like we we mm. had that kind of like n- that knowledge, and even though we knew all that, and we knew that Rosario Dawson was Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. We didn't know if she was gonna if they're gonna use her own voice or if they're gonna use Ashley Eckstein's voice, and they didn't. They went with hers, and we mm-hmm. watched the episode. We loved that episode, and there was so much that we were just like, "Oh, that's so cool!" And like they had the HK stuff, and like there was a lot of things that you don't oh, know yeah. about when you watch these episodes. I just wish, you know, like in Mandalorian season one when there was like zero rumors and stuff like that, that yeah, nobody yeah, had yeah. anything. That was yeah, that was some good stuff. That was some really good stuff. And I think the thing with that is, especially when you have to. You make a rumor like that. Getting it right just on the theory is already close to winning the lotto. Getting it right on how it's going to be portrayed, unless you're on set or unless you know somebody on set, is damn near impossible. Yeah. So there's still mm-hmm. things to get. Like example, like we yeah, Dan said it right. Like we all knew Ahsoka was going to be in there, but we didn't know how she was going to be portrayed. And when we saw those first few scenes where she was basically like ninjaing in and out of the shadows and like taking people down, you're just like, mm-hmm. oh. Right. Because, you know, who thought she would have fought like that in that situation? Like we've seen mm. her with Anakin all the time, just charging headfirst into everything. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you 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 can hear the rumors. Sure. But it's just like, yeah, OK, that might be like 0.5 of the 10 that's happening. So that's nah, fine. But um, yeah. Do we have any more breaking news to share on that front? I don't think so. I think uh, that's no? all the TV and, and movie stuff that we got so far. Now, still sticking on your screens sitting on your couch or your floor or whatever is comfortable to you could be a mixture of the two with just like a maybe you had a standing desk maybe a meditation mat where you're meditating <laughs> with your hands on a controller because we're going to talk about some gaming stuff hey. now. 
And first game I want to bring up, it's going to be a new one, something that we really know nothing about. This is what and no one's looking forward to. I know it. Is it? Well, we'll see. Because <laughs> it is it is an interesting sounding concept. Um, yeah, we'll see. It's, yeah, it's called Star Wars Hunters. And nobody want to tell us a little more about that? Sure. So, like Ed said, we really don't know a lot about hunters right now uh only what was released kind of through the official website but from the sound of it and just with the fact that i I recognize the company uh zynga and you know zynga i I usually equate them with mobile games as far as i can remember yeah so star wars hunters has been announced as a competitive arena combat game and all we kind of know is that there's a lot of different characters you can play as stormtroopers, bounty hunters, uh, probably Jedi and Sith, uh, Wookiee warriors, things like that. So my guess is this is going to be the equivalent of uh, a game that came out last year, I believe, Genshin Impact. Oh, interesting. You think? Okay. Yeah, I, I assume this is basically going to be the equivalent of a mobile game that's being released for uh, platforms. Oh, basically. I thought you meant like the play style. Okay. Oh, yeah, no, I have no idea about the playstyle. Apparently it's but, team-based multiplayer battles. Yeah, and it just it just kind of it kind of screams to me what a lot of right Well, no, no just what a lot of popular gacha games have been doing these days. Yeah. Where it's it's that kind of thing with and the PVP focus if they're going to bring that in, you know, that's also because they say competitive, right? Yeah, this the is PVP definitely focuses yeah, because because I, I play a couple of gacha games, and I only play one that has a PvP component, which is uh, I haven't touched it in a long time, but it's called Epic Seven. But yeah, that one had a had a strong PvP component, and then that's what you saw a lot of people getting into in the end game, and that's why they stuck around, and you know that that has its own gigantic pile of salt that goes along with it. But um, you know, it, it brings in money, right? So I, I can see that kind of being what they're trying to aim for here. We'll see. I'm I'm. I'll watch it, but I'm already playing two or three gotchas right now, so yeah. I, I pro- this probably won't make the list, unfortunately. There's a piece of this uh, that I really, I, I love how they said it. It says, play as, a daring, as daring bounty hunters, heroes of the rebellion, and an imperial stormtrooper. Yeah, one imperial yeah. stormtrooper. <laughs> it's like, I feel bad for that one guy. All right. Bob's day. Yeah. He's, not on the, he's not on Death Star anymore. He's in this arena. He's just yeah, going to die. Yeah, because yeah, this is exactly. going to be on Switch, Google Play, and App Store on iOS, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. You see, um, what this kind of reminds me is not the right phrase. I would, it makes me think about, I should say, um, if you remember Disney Infinity, they may not have the style. little figurines, right? Oh, yeah. But that was the game where like you had to go and get your little characters and it was almost gotcha, like where you could find them. Mm-hmm. Because you could you could roll for them with yeah. running up into the store, and if they didn't have it, well, you there's your roll gone, <laughs> right? But um, yeah, you had to kick the characters, you had to upload them. You had this little sandbox thing you could do. I think there was some kind of co-op thing to that, whether or not people could join the things you've made or you put them online or whatever, yeah. almost like Super Mario Maker, right? But man. Yeah. Oh no, I was just gonna say. Uh, I was I was gonna say. Uh, I'm gonna alienate Dan for a second. But uh, do you remember when Disney when they canceled Disney Infinity and how all of a sudden every person coming into EB Games cared how much Disney Infinity was in stock? Oh man, <laughs> that was a huge oh, thing. Man. It was funny yeah, because yeah. you know they canceled it 
uh, you could still do all the single player stuff, but they were they weren't gonna make any more of their figures of mm. the whole kits or anything like that. And you, those were essential to play. Yeah, you had to have those. So people were coming in looking to buy sets for the resale value. You can mm. see. Um, but and and they that were was nice it. little we're, figures though. They were like I watched a little video I think, on YouTube oh, yeah. of like how they designed them and made them. Yeah. And there was some really interesting background knowledge. Like they they really go into the detail. They're really yeah, cool. I I ended up getting two of them, and I think they're still. Which one yeah, did you I get? Still got them. I, I got Sabine and Ahsoka. Those are good Sabine ones. Sabine yeah. was really well done. Yeah, yeah. It's the the season. The blue and green hair. Three, yeah, season three one I believe. No, season two. Season three is purple and white. Yeah. But yeah, season two and then Ahsoka. Yeah, and I was gonna try and collect the rebels, but I couldn't find a Kanan. For the life of me. Oh, man, you should have told me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I was at the EB Games. That was basically a closet. So, over <laughs> at Young and Shepard. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, but this game, you know, keep your head out for it. Keep your, keep your eyes out for it. Because it's going to... It could be one of those that goes really well. It could go the way of Fall Guys. Be really good for, like, three weeks to a month. And then you don't really hear from it. Mm. So, it's one to just look out for. But... But while we are getting new, they are dragging the old along with it. And this one, they have excavated. They are definitely bringing this one up like a phoenix, and it is going to shine bright no matter what you think about the new state of Star Wars, what you think about oh anything. Oh, my God. You can, you can revel in the past. And, Dan, what are we reveling in? The best game known to man, Star Wars Pinball VR. But yeah, we're going to get Star Wars Pinball VR on April 29th. So if you haven't played those games or have, you can now play it in VR this year on your favorite VR machines. I believe it's on PlayStation VR. I don't know. On Quest only. Okay. Nope. Nope. Sorry. Uh, Oculus Quest, Steam VR, and PlayStation VR. So It'd be interesting if they actually let you be the pinball. Then you could run around your back here. (laughs) It doesn't look like it, but you can you can definitely like the pinball machines are like three D ish. Like they come out of the pinball machine, they come up and like the scenes and stuff are really interesting. They have Mandalorian ones and stuff, and it looks like you can kind of like drop down to like the balls view almost. See, it's really in a bowling ball LA arcade. With the the quest, that I feel like that's the only reason why it's only on that because that platform actually makes a lot of that possible. I'm gonna spin in Vader Immortal into this just to make it a little bit more interesting because really, come on, pinball. But with that, if you have an open space with the quest, it actually it actually makes sure you do, and you kind of map your room almost so it can get dimensions set. It can figure out that so whenever you go up to a wall while you're wearing the headset, this like previously. You know, all you saw was a wall. This, like, bright white, like, ray shield will come up Mm. that stops you from going into that boundary or because it's like, okay, you run there, you run into the wall. They're no longer invisible walls. They are ray shields. Exactly. So, yeah, with the quest, there you go, pinball. It might be fun. It might be that thing where you bring out when a bunch of people are around and be like, hey, you want to check this cool thing out? Watch me stand in this place and play pinball in a virtual environment. (laughs) Except you can't see because it's just going to be me. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like now that you say like the walking around thing, I'm like, well, you'd just be standing in front of a pinball machine playing pinball. But apparently, if you look in the pictures, there's actually environment around it, like um, the uh, Navarro kind of looking buildings in the Mandalorian one and like an AT-AT in the background of the Hoth one. So I think there might be stuff that you can actually walk around the room um, with the environment, which would be really interesting. I think if they include something that it's not just like, oh, I'm going to stand here with my VR controllers 
stoically still and play the pinball machine like if i can walk around the environment that adds another little bit of immersion and i can see why they would do that with the vr like that kind of makes sense almost like time, you're in an arcade but yeah. seriously what are we reveling <laughs> yes at the same time we're actually talking about the star wars game that was released what was it 20 years ago no 2005 2005 like 16 years ago mm-hmm. um called star wars republic commando and they are re-releasing it, not remaking or remastering. They are just re-releasing blandly onto console. Um, and so you're going to be getting on the PlayStation and Switch, you're going to be getting this game. It's going to have controller um, um, mapping on it so that it's able to be used on those consoles. They did have it on the Xbox, so I feel like they're just going to kind of port that system over to the other ones. But yeah, they didn't update the graphics from what we can see here. Um, they didn't update any of the... Um, like specific gameplay things it's just a port to console and uh, just giving you the um the control of where you want to play it because they have it on pc now which is uh, about 12 dollars canadian um which i believe mm. is like eight dollars american or so um but yeah so we're probably going to be getting a game that's going to cost you know 15 dollars canadian on uh, playstation and switch but uh, I know Ed's a huge fan of this. Like, I loved it. It was a really fun game. It was the same time that Halo 1 came out, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, there was, this is what I played instead of Halo. Like, mm-hmm. I love this game on my computer. Me too. Um, and no, I know you love Republic Commando too. So it's just, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. It's going to be good. Yeah, I liked Halo. I, I will be honest. I liked Halo a little bit more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was, I fell very deep into that hole. But uh, yeah, no, Republic Commando is a lot of fun. And, this is going to be a great, well, a great excuse to get it again because I don't think I've played it since, yeah, Xbox generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and see, like this was this was one where I was in that phase of like, you know, you would play Battlefront two for like your epic scale things, and then well, after that fight was where I was like, you do this headcanon, but what was going on behind the scenes of that? You play a bit of Republic Commando, then you're just like, oh yeah, but you know, how's the overall escape of the war going? And then you go play in Battlefront 2, they had a mode called Galactic Conquest. Oh, and then you, so oh, you could yeah. actually, mode. Oh my god. So I if you imagine mode. how my headcanon were to go to Galactic Conquest, and you go to like, okay, what's the next mission in, in, um, Republic Commando, oh, Kashyyyk. Okay, so let's do the Battle of Kashyyyk. So that's going on, and that's and then the other game's going on <laughs> in the background, you know? Mm-hmm. So you really get a whole sense of scale to this, because you can, in that way, they're all kind of connected, which they are. It's just really pushing that and making your own fun to that as well. Oh, yeah. But, um, you know, that's going to be fun, and it's going to come out on... April 6th. It's April 6th. Yeah. 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 So... And- Oh, and there's one. Sorry, I've got two things. So one is I'm going to push up my glasses and do an um, actually moment. Yeah, <laughs> because, uh, yeah, so I just looked it up because I something something seemed a little bit weird in my memory. And so Republic Commando came out the year before Halo 3 came out. Interesting. So it was kind of yeah. jumping on that bandwagon. Yeah. And so, yeah, because Halo 3 was 2007. Halo 2 was 2004. Okay. So it was in between those ones. But yeah, the the one thing that I'm going to be also nostalgic coming back to is, granted, I'm sure that just because of the advances in technology, the, it, it'll probably have aged like milk outside mm. when I come back to it. But the squad-based mechanics in Republic Commando, I remember thinking those were so kind of new and intuitive Yeah, mm. when I was playing that game. Because, you know, you could actually give them commands and they'd follow them and, you know be able to take cover or did you guys also hate you know, fixer? Flank and, 
I liked Fixer. Okay. He was my least yeah. favorite out of all I the liked commandos. All of them. He was just the most normal sounding. He was like, one. "Hey guys, let's go! I'm gonna fix yeah. things," and you're like, "Go, go be a dummy and go over there and get shot." Yeah, yeah. I, I bet Sev was your best. You edgy yeah, little was. Of course he was. Have <laughs> <laughs> you seen his introduction? He jumps down from the ceiling and murders a, a Geonosian that's trying to kill you. Just knifes him. <sighs> so good. So the introductions he, he does... are one of the best parts about that game. Scorch, dude. Scorch is good. The explosives <laughs> expert. Oh man, I can't. I can't remember if it's Scorch or Sev who has my favorite line in the game, which is that your tactics confuse and frighten me, sir. I think it's I think that's Scorch. Yeah. yeah. There's no way okay, Scorch. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. There's some good parts of this game, like the 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 B two battle droids, the the super battle droids, um, mm. factory. Like that was terrifying. I remember playing through that as a kid. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, the the only thing I would say here is like I own it on PC, so I'm not gonna buy it on the other consoles. But I really wish since they have the the model from um Battlefront Two, the new Battlefront Two for the new command, like the new Commando model. Oh yeah. That they would have re like remade this. I uh, I I would have loved if they remade it, but I understand why they're just reprinting it basically on digital uh, for consoles, just because it brings back the nostalgia factor. Everyone really wants it. And if you don't have a PC, you don't you're not playing it, right? Um, I mean, Xbox right now you can plug in, you can just put in the disc for this game from the old Xbox, and it will like upres it and like increase the frames and stuff like that. My friend said mm -hmm. it was actually well done, very well done for the um, the software that Xbox uses to upres things. So there's that mm -hmm. too. All right, yeah. So we only have one more thing in gaming, and that is all my department. Yeah. So I'm going to go over there. We have a bunch of things coming out for X-Wing and Legion. I'll go over Legion first, but we have two releases for Legion and three for X-Wing. So for Legion, we're getting some new commanders. So these will be the guys leading your forces into battle. And it's interesting because I didn't really think they do these as commanders. I thought they do them as operatives. But Either way, we're getting them and a new mechanic, which seems very interesting. So for the Empire, we're getting Agent Callus of the ISB. Nice, nice. Mm. Yeah. And uh, for the Rebels, we're getting Lando Calrissian. And is it is the art the Rebels art kind of? Is it like that uh, style? It's, it, it's the kind of style that they've been using for all the Fantasy Flight stuff, which is kind of like a quotes realistic Realism. take on the characters. Okay. Yeah. But uh, his art does look very good. It does. It it looks like uh, you know they would have taken him off of uh, like a novel cover, basically. Oh, cool. Yeah, and uh, what I do find kind of funny is so they've been doing this thing with Legion where they've been releasing um, all the new models with customization options, which I really like. But what they've basically been doing with that is they'll say so. For instance, I've got Sabine. Just because I you know I I don't even play Rebels. I just really like the the model. But for Sabine you get the option of giving her one of her blaster pistols, two of her blaster pistols, or one blaster pistol and the darksaber. You have to, so you, have to oh, you have to like you have to create it, you have to put it together like a like a mini from like Warhammer. Yeah, yeah, you, oh, okay. exactly. You build it like a Warhammer figure. It's like a snap like together that. or is it like a glue together? It's a glue together. Okay. It's it's a little bit easier to put together than Warhammer models. Okay. But yeah, it, it works really well and if you're a crazy person like me, you can even magnet the hands so that I was say yeah, you can you like redo all the it. Weapon yeah. Options. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a pain though. I've tried it with with Sabine and it, it's a, well they're they're uh, they're done in like a realistic scale. So okay, I'm gonna do this real quick. Sure. Warhammer scale Warhammer scale is done in a way where the hand, the arms and legs are bigger, so you don't really notice. 
when they're on the model uh, form, but it just makes it a little bit easier to use. Uh, these ones are done on a more realistic scale, so you have to be very careful when you're trying to put magnets into them to swap out the hands. Mm -hmm. But yeah, anyways. <laughs> so the thing that I found kind of interesting about this is Callus and Lando only are known for having one weapon. So that's what they have. They only come, so Callus uh, comes with his Lasat. Uh, bow staff. Nice, that's cool. And yeah, and it, it, so you get the the uh, melee version and the ranged version the that you can swap yeah. between. Yeah, and, and then uh, the choices that you get for him are helmet or no helmet, where he, it looks like he's. I I wish there, it looked cooler than this. That but helmet's I, so dumb. Yeah, it, it, there's the no way it looks. It, it looks like he's wearing a colander. Yeah, like, exactly. Just... <laughs> So yeah, I'm, I don't think I'm gonna be using his helmet version. It honestly, yeah, it, you want it's hot not callus. a terrible helmet. Remember that hashtag? Hashtag hot callus for a long. And they had like a little <laughs> strand of hair that was down in front of his face. Yeah. yeah. Hashtag hot callus. That was a big thing on Twitter for so long, and that episode yeah, aired. I do remember that. And uh, and yeah, so it's the same thing with Lando. Lando's got even less customization options. It's just, do you want him reaching for his blaster pistol or having it out? I was gonna say, does he so, have a cape or is it a burnt cape or is it like? Oh some yeah, weird no, it's cape? all it's all cape. There's yeah. no no cape options. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're so the the one else, other interesting thing we're getting with this is flaws. So flaws is gonna be a new concept where basically these characters are, they look from what I'm seeing very good. And a little bit undercosted, and so how it looks like they're kind of balancing that out is they're adding a flaw card, which is basically you take this character, you give the card to your opponent, and uh, whenever the parameters allow it, your opponent plays the card. Okay. And uh, basically, it will. It looks like it kind of screws with your commander for that turn. So, but the other thing I really like about it is that the flaws are very, very. Uh, lore centric basically. like character specific traits yes incredibly so for callus it's got one that is probably the episode where i really started liking Cal i'm sure where most people really started liking callus because it's called developing sympathies and it, the picture is callus holding that little warmth glowstone as he watches the ghost flying away oh, oh on the episode the, of rebels where he's like with uh yeah, with zeb with yeah, sorry, he's with Kals. He's with Zeb trapped in, in the ice cave. Yeah, so, you know, the, the episode where you really see him starting to become sympathetic to the rebels. Yeah. And, yeah, it's going to give you a thing where basically just, again, I'll, I'll just skip over this because uh, I, I know, you know, you guys aren't, aren't Legion fans. Um, or not Le not Legion fans, but you guys aren't, aren't into Legion. But it basically, it you basically for Kallus's, it looks like you play the flaw card and Kallus just can't do anything for that turn. Interesting. He's just out. So, yeah, it's a very powerful flaw. You're going to have to take that into consideration a lot. And for Lando's, it's also very lore can I, can I guess? Can I guess what it is? Yeah. Is it like, why, hello there? And it's like, he gets into like the flirty mindset? <laughs> Not quite, because okay. this, is, this is a flaw. Yeah. So his flaw is, I've altered the deal. Oh, so it's Vader. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And it is Vader pointing at Lando. No, no. <laughs> and is, is, is Lando has like his hands up. He's like, whoa. How it looks. Uh, Lando's just it looks like he's just glaring at him. Oh, okay. And uh yeah, so the the only the only the tiny thing, and I don't blame the artist for this because this is one of those small details. The only thing where I was like, wait a minute, is he's it looks like he's pointing to him in the carbon freezing room. Yeah, and he's oh, in the hallway. It's in the, it's, when he's yeah, yeah, it's him. outside in the hallway, that's in the elevator in the real. But again, that's you know, that's my new well, you know, know what? No, I'll give I'll give I'll give him that because there's a part in the, there is a the part, carbon yeah, freezing right. room where he's like He's like, he's like, Lord Vader, 
we don't know if he's gonna survive the problem is just like then you will yeah. see that he or something he, yeah. he attacks oh, oh, him yeah, again yeah. so eh, he's still <laughs> he's still altering deals yeah i'll give him that no i just wanted to say um is, is there any more news for that or is that it uh no that's about it for the legion stuff i cannot wait till they bring in the high republic stuff and give character art to characters that we haven't seen yet I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, I think I'm curious. They have to do the do art that. first They're, before they do this, though. I mean, they've no. given like Sienna Re art now and and whatnot. Like they've done <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> oh, what is that? No, I haven't gotten into that yet. But no, it's fine. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they've given other characters that we haven't gotten uh, art yet for. So I, I'm just I'm excited to see like what they do if they do the High Republic with all the like X-wing stuff, all the Armada and, and Legion things. Mm. So. No, I, I just I I can see the merchandise opportunity, and I don't think they're gonna miss it on this one. Probably. Yeah, it's it's just it's curious. I'm curious to see how Legion's gonna grow. We got four factions right now: Rebels, Empire, Ooh, Republic. Nihil versus and... High Republic would be really cool with the tactics <laughs> for for the Nihil. Yeah, yeah, and and CIS, but yeah, no. If High Republic does really well, I mean, I'd love to. I'm biased because it was it's my main faction in X Wing. I'd love to see Scum come into Legion, get it's some, not? you know. No, well, it kind of makes sense for Legion because how many times have you seen, you know, bounty hunters or scum or pirates kind of rally together? Like the only thing That's I can true. think of is is Hondo, right? Mm. <laughs> Hondo. Which I, I, I would love if I could play as Hondo. I'd do that in a heartbeat. Yeah. Hell, if they released those UFO ships for X-Wing, oh, I'd buy them. <laughs> really? You like so, those? I don't like those. Oh, I thought they were so, I thought it was such a neat, a neat little nod. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that it's spinning discs yeah, with yeah. a centralized compartment. I don't know. I thought it was, I thought those were really cool. But yeah off of that as well we've also got three new x-wing releases and they're going to bring us a lot of characters from outside of the more commonly known canon so we're diving into more of comics and um novels basically so for the x-wing one dan kind of talked about uh one of the characters we're getting a little bit but we are getting two a-wings and a b-wing and specifically the b-wing is the prototype b-wing that Hera flies in Rebels. That's a good episode. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, I'm really curious because it's card right now. There's an upgrade that basically gives it that mini Death Star laser. Nice, mm. but we don't know what it does yet. So I'll be curious to see what that does. Like the actual effect of it in the game. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah. So we are getting a bunch of aces. So we are going to be getting uh, Harris and Dula. We're going to be getting Wedge Antilles. Uh, so we already have Wedge, but we're going to be getting Wedge and Hobby from the Sky Strike Academy days. Nice. Which is interesting. Now we're doing different pilots from different time periods. Which jumping I'm into that Rebels pretty down. hard. That timeline, that area. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. And yeah, so with that, we're also getting Sabine. It's a little unclear to me. I can't tell if we're getting Sabine as a pilot or a gunner. But we're also getting Ahsoka Tano. And yeah, from outside of Established Lore, we're getting Shara Bay which is going to be cool. I'm really interested in seeing what her A-Wing skills are going to be like because she's supposed to be an A-Wing ace, right? And for, for those who don't know, Shara Bay is Poe Dameron's mother. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was going to say with Sabine, probably going to be a gunner for Hera's B-Wing because that's what she is in the sh in the episode. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a two-person two uh, craft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I could definitely see that bringing Hera, bringing Sabine as a gunner, have her combo off with with Hera, because the ghosts do that a little bit next wing right now, where they they kind of work well off of each other. Okay. If you have the gigantic VCX one hundred, and the the uh, Phantom, the yeah the Phantom, either Phantom because they actually have both, but 
yeah, so that'll be really cool. And I'm looking forward to that. So after that, we've got, we're going to go for my faction, which is Scum. And Scum is getting, I can't remember the the model name, but we are getting the same ship that uh, Kyle Katarn used in the original Jedi Outcast games. Oh, okay. Yeah, I all I remember is it's called the Moldy Crow, and but that's the title for uh, Kyle Katarn's ship. So it's it's called like the E two something something like oh the H W K two ninety there Hawk it is two ninety yeah yeah the Hawk two ninety so we're getting that and we're getting two Y wings and we're getting them in an elite black and white color scheme and uh, yeah so for this one we're getting a lot of characters who are much much more on the down low. You know, scum aren't aren't usually as focused on in, in Star Wars, but we're getting Arlie's Hadrassian and the Axamine War- or Amazine Warriors. Oh yeah, Arlie's my favorite character from that yeah. one thing that I don't know what she's from or he's from. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not sure who they are, but the the other people that we're getting, uh, I know these people a lot better. So we are getting a crew member, and that's going to be Hondo Onaka. Oh, nice. So he's going to be giving us some nice pirate edge. And then the ones I'm I'm very curious about, and I'll probably end up getting the pack just for them, is we are getting a another crew member who is Gamut Key from yeah, oh, Kanan yeah. Yeah. First, uh, first Strike. Yeah, or First Blood. Yeah, Kanan First Blood. Both of them, yeah. Yeah, and uh, to go with Gamut Key, we are going to be getting a Kanan Jarrus who is from that same time period as Gamut Key. So it's going to be him post-Order 66, pre-Rebels. They're basically. really jumping into that Rebels uh, hard for these for these sets. Oh, yeah. yeah. And and I'm I'm excited for that because as scum, the one thing that I get nothing, I get none of, is Force users. I get like zero. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've got, th- we've got three right now, I think, all together. I think we've got, oh, no, Asajj doesn't have Force. So, yeah, we have Asajj. Asajj Ventures, doesn't, doesn't have, have Force powers? powers? Yeah, for some reason. Oh, I don't know why. Oh, that's, that's too bad. So, that's when she's yeah, a bounty hunter, I assume. Yeah, yeah. So we've got bounty hunter Asajj Ventress, who's in the Lancer Patrol craft. We've got Darth Maul, but he's a crew member, so he can't actually fly anything. Interesting. Okay. And we and now we'll have Kanan Jarrus. Interesting. So, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be fun to use him. I'm looking forward to actually being able to use Force Points. If you want to and... learn more about uh, Kanan Jarrus during that timeline and... Uh, gamut key please mm. go take out take a look at our or listen to our temple archives for kanan the last padawan and kanan uh first blood which are two comic uh series or one comic series in two volumes that we covered and you're gonna get a little bit more idea of what was going on in those comics at that time with those characters mm-hmm. highly recommend it they're great oh yeah and uh, the last little thing that we get unfortunately it's not a character but i'll keep my hopes up because he's an art now is we're getting some art for an upgrade card that is going to feature Cad Bane. So it's the closest I'll get so far to being able to field, to field him. Nice. So. <laughs> you got to get one of those voice modulators when you play the card. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine just right, right yeah. on the cheek? Yeah. Like, yeah. Face that is great. I got business with the Senate dealing. Yeah. He's got <laughs> that like Southern inside. drawl as like a weird robotic like i don't even know how to say it it's a weird accent and a weird it's, tone it's it's awesome it's so good i it's never imagined sure. I, I never imagined they could make a duros cool yeah you know, right but oh, yeah so good. but cad bane oh but speaking of cool stuff we are going to move on to our last release which is the imperial set so for that one we're getting a specialized tie defender and two tie interceptors which 
is tempting for me because those are two of my favorite ships. Yeah, they're pretty cool for Imperials. Maybe I'll start Empire, but who knows? <laughs> so for Ooh. that one, oh, right? I probably, I we'll see. It, it all depends <laughs> on my wallet. I mean, so there is a fifty dollar bill behind you that you can use. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, for that one, we are getting Commandant Goran. Who I I didn't remember his name, but I remembered his character. He is the Mandalorian. superintendent of Sky Strike Academy. Oh yeah, so, in that like one episode. Yeah, so he's gonna I'm really have, digging deep on this rebel stuff. Oh yeah, well they X Wing's been around for the longest, so it's had the most released characters already. I see, okay. So the yeah, this is basically the only place that they can go from here. I'm not I'm not knocking on it. Like I'm happy they're going into the rebels because that means they're they're trying to dive into the the deep canon and it brings it to kind of to the forefront for people that might not have read it or watched it. Oh yeah, percent. And uh, so, yeah, so Goran's going to be a lot of fun. But the the two characters I'm actually really excited for are we are getting two characters of the Lost Stars. So we are getting, like Dan said earlier, we're getting Cyan and we are getting Nash Windrider. And both of them are going to be Thai Interceptor pilots. Is Cyan Noma's nice. waifu? I mean, I liked her character a lot. I okay. thought she, she had a lot so. of good stuff. Yeah. And I actually, I, I think I already own the upgrade card that gives you Thane. Oh, oh or not the upgrade. Okay. Sorry, I, I think I have the set that gives you Thane. Can, you, Thane, can uh, you pair that together with us? No, because Thane's an X-wing pilot. <laughs> oh, he's on the opposite side. Okay. Yeah, so it's you before, have it's, it's after it's after he 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 runs away. Yeah. yeah. Spoiler oh, yeah, for Lost yeah, Stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I forgot they were on the same side at one point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. So you'll get Thane Kyrell and you'll get Cyanary, and they can go toe to toe, and. Uh, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to to kind of see how those characters do and see how they synchronize with the rest of their armies because that's one thing I haven't really been able to think about yet because I can't see all the upgrades so I don't really know how they blend together. Yeah, they just give you the art and then they cut off the the information, right? Mm-hmm. All right, that but, sounds uh, a lot of fun. I'm excited to see what uh, what happens with the the X Wing and Armada and Legion stuff. All right, yeah, so keep your tabletops set up, keep your controllers in your hands, enjoy your gaming sessions for these next few months because April and May are going to be massive times. Oh, yeah. So be ready for those. Get ready for the the, the merchandise stuff, which is not yet, but we're going to get to it because May is mm-hmm. a big part for that when May 4th comes around. Oh, yeah, that's right. Now, I hope you guys have been keeping up with your reading. <laughs> I'm into the dark right now. I have one more day to get through four hours on my audiobook. I'm getting there. Yeah, because well, yeah, I want to talk about some books that have uh, that have been announced that are being, that are coming out. And oh boy, I get to see more of. <laughs> he said Santa Marie for normal. I get to see more of my wife who now. <laughs> 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 yes, but Padme Amidala, she is getting. Her, well, this is a trilogy, so I, I feel comfortable saying last book, although I'd very much enjoy if there would be more. I always want to know more about everybody's favorite senator. Through? Not fully, no. I like that the fact that they're there. There are some series that I just want to read all in one shot and yeah. some that I can't wait to. So, like, Thrawn's one where I, I can't wait. You've got to read, read it all. For, for Padme, uh, it's going to be a thing where if the... If, there's a set where like you know her face is split but like if you get all three books yeah. it all goes together really fun that's something i kind of want but yeah uh her the new book written by author ek johnson is called queen's hope and this will go over padme's early life and we see snippets of this 
in some books, but um, those books may not be considered canon anymore. Uh, a specific book I'm thinking of is called Plagueis, um, Darth Plagueis, where we see a bit of young Padme in there and what she's trying to do. And like she was basically on her school's model UN, you could say, or is this, of that universe. Mm, is this hmm? early years on the Senate floor? Is that after she's queen? Um, on the Senate floor is when she... That's after Queen, yeah, because she's Queen at a really young age. Oh yeah, it she says, become... it says uh, earlier on the Senate floor on the throne of Naboo and ultimately entangled. So it's like different parts of her life too. That's cool. Yeah. Because I'm, this is one that I really want to look into fully. Um, but yeah, I love the fact that they mentioned that Palpatine is going to play a part manipulating the sides everything. That's cool. And I and I hope that they extend that to like her time when they were both in Naboo yeah and him just even because he's still a Sith by that point and he's still manipulating things but I'd like to see how much he formed maybe not influence but put ideas in her head about Senate she was already there just giving her like extra steps and opening opportunities where like maybe mm. she goes and gives like an impassioned speech to somebody about why she should be and they're like yeah no but this guy gave us credit so you know screw yourself and Palpatine coming through just be like no no you're letting her in mm. because I'm telling you to let her in. You're going to, and I have money too, because he's one of the richest people on Naboo, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'd, I'd love to see him do the same kind of thing he did to Tarkin in the Tarkin novel. Yes. Or it's like, yeah. do you want to, do you want to do politics more? Not really. Yeah. Oh, you should Come do politics. more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you're doing politics. What? No, I told you you're doing politics. You're doing politics. Uh, okay. There's an interesting <laughs> point here too, uh, in the conversation they had with EK Johnson on the, on starwars.com. And it says, uh, I wanted to name this book Queen's Gambit, but then there was that Netflix thing, and, you know, we couldn't name it Queen's Gambit anymore. But, <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's why they named it Queen's Hope. And she kind of goes into it. I'll, I'll let the readers uh, or listeners read it if they want to on thestarwars.com. But she kind of goes into a little bit more of, like, you know, writing Anakin Skywalker, um, you know, third time visiting Padme. Like, what does it feel like or how is it to write her? Um, so, yeah, there's some pretty cool stuff in here. I'm excited to see any more Palpatine stuff because... Um, He's a crazy boy. He's a crazy man. Yeah, no matter what, I know, like, it focuses on Padme, but there are characters that will just supersede anybody's own individual plot, and that's always, I think, in this section of the timeline, it's always going to be Palpatine. Mm -hmm. you know what? I think that's a good thing, because it shows you how much influence this guy had on major players. It's like he is the equivalent of... Oh no! How am I forgetting the name? A <laughs> oh, Forrest Gump, basically. Oh, is <laughs> <laughs> anything about it, right? Important world. Event. Everything. Yeah. He's there, so it it's just funny to me. But you know, that's 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 within the realm of politics and talking and you know diplomatic solutions. Sometimes you just can't get those. Sometimes you have to use violence. You need a blaster. You need some sort of guru. You need a flamethrower sometimes to get your point across. They even sometimes disintegrations. What, and aggressive negotiations. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. And somebody who you uh, personifies aggressive negotiations, even when speaking, we have in a good. I think this is a crossover tale, Dan. Before we get into that, I just wanted to ask you a question about the Padme stuff. Mm. That's a great transition. I loved it. Um, <laughs> did you ever get the Queen Shadow Limited cover? I just sent it into the chat there. Um, that was the one where like it folded out and it was her. Well, it's like her kind of on the side with in her like uh, Naboo raiding outfit or like her undercover kind of queen outfit, I guess. 
I just put it into the chat there. Did you ever get that version of the book? No. Funny enough, I saw it on Audible, but it had just her face. Yeah, that's the normal and, one with like the yeah. half queen, half her face. Yeah, and I was yeah. fine with that. And then really, they have... Although the queen makeup's really kind of weird. This is like her... It's the cloak over the outfit she was kind of wearing in um, episode two. Yeah, and then there's it's another limited book that you can get that's... Well, not limited. It's the new paperback release. So they have the hardcover, which is, uh, is the... Queen's Peril of her in like, the Queen's outfit in the black. And then they have the Queen's Peril one that's being re-released on paperback, and they made it into like the throne outfit she does when she's uh, raiding... Naboo. episode one yeah. yeah yeah so i thought those were pretty cool i don't know if you collect those books but those are pretty cool covers if you are if you're down for that no because then it would border on the verge of creepy i've already got this poster hanging over my bed <laughs> from, the, from the other <laughs> book that you bought <laughs> yeah oh, but getting back to your point yeah we're getting a new spin-off series called uh the um war of the bounty hunters and it is a marvel comic from something called Marvel Marvel Alpha, which I'm not exactly sure what that is, um, specifically in the in the Marvel comic space, but um, it's headed by Charles Soule. It's going to be overlapping with Doctor Aphra series that's in- ongoing, Darth Vader that's ongoing, the Bounty Hunter series that's ongoing, and the Star Wars main series that's ongoing. There will be a five issue War of the Bounty Hunters miniseries that ties in between uh, Charles Soule and the artist is Luke Ross, who's done some really good stuff in the past. And it basically just follows Boba Fett, and it sounds like that um, it takes place between uh, episode 5 and episode 6 when Boba Fett leaves Cloud City with Han Solo on his ship, and somehow loot, like he, someone takes or he loses Han Solo that's in Carbonite, and he has to get him back before he gives him to uh, Jabba. So it's that story in between those, which is really cool. I'm really down for that, and it's going to show that visceral side of Boba Fett that we really need right now, I feel. And uh, like it's getting back to the this is what Mandalorian Boba Fett is like. This is who Boba Fett is. He doesn't get defeated by blind people um, or people that are blinded by stuff. Hey, don't oh, don't speak too soon. We don't know what happens in this comic. That yet. is true. That might, right that might be how he loses. That might be how he loses Han Solo. He just gets hit by a someone who's like flashbanged or something, like Luke. Yeah, a but, blind droid. Oh, could you? Uh, yeah, a droid with no photoreceptors. Oh man. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna get that. Charles Soule is, one of, is I would say one of three of my favorite. He's probably top of authors right now for Star Wars. Um, so, yeah, there's some really good stuff. There's a whole team working on it, very similar to the High Republic. And they've done events like this in the past, like with the Vader Down stuff and the Darth Vader series. They've done issues that coincide with each other with that in the Star Wars and the Dark Doctor Aphra series. So, And they've done a good job with that, I find. Um, I just can't wait. I can't wait to, uh, to jump into this and see what Boba Fett gets up to in the shenanigans. Ah, it should be interesting. But um, you know what I really wish I had right now? What'd you wish you had? I really wish I had some sort of, like, storage device that was, like, themed like Boba Fett that I could Ugh. try and, like, put stuff in and take with me on a daily basis places. <laughs> I'm going to disappoint I, you. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I'm going I'm to disappoint you. Maybe because... I wouldn't lose my stuff like Boba Fett loses Han Solo and Carbonite. Maybe I could keep it with me at all times. Maybe as a, you know, a little figurine. You could, because um... <laughs> that was an awful transition, and I'm very sorry for that. <laughs> no, but yes, the Herschel collection. Oh boy, 
Now, if you if you think anything Herschel, you'll think high school kids with bags that are going to school that are pretty tiny, and you wonder while you're sitting. Well, on I, the think, bus, I think I think university backpacks. Hold? I always saw university kids have them. They're I like didn't the see MacBooks. anybody have a bag. Really? <laughs> no. <laughs> I always saw them, and they always had like the. They were like the kids with the MacBooks. You know what I mean? Like they they mm. were like the. I have the MacBook, and I have the MacBook of backpacks, which is my Herschel bag. You you've got the look of school. It's just a matter of okay, are you are you are you actually participating? Are you doing your courses? <laughs> are you doing your yeah? Right. That's not to, that's not a knock against Herschel. It's just, it's just that's that's, that's what the happens. brand you become Herschel. You that's are now the, the the lax high school and or university student that just wants to show off their their branded backpack. Now, not <laughs> slagging on that too much. There is hope <laughs> for everyone because there has been a crossover with the Herschel collection and Star Wars, and they've done some interesting designs. I'd like to say. Um, they've done a series of what looks like duffel bags and those, I have a, like a bag that's just like one strap that goes around my shoulders, but like this is, this one just looks puny and I don't like, it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm slagging it off again, but, um, yeah, they've got different designs, models. Dan really wanted something Boba Fett featured. I, I'll say bounty hunter featured and not say Boba Fett because just based on the, the only thing that's Boba Fett about of it is the colors, yeah. And then yeah. and then not even like it's you're you're giving that a rough approximation when you say that. But there, it's a useful utility kit. It looks like um, we'll have some pictures for you or a link to the site where you can see these pictures. Yeah, but it's sorry. Yeah, no, you go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say so. Yeah, it's this interesting thing because out of all three of the collections, the I feel like the the stormtrooper one looks the nicest. I think especially with just how they they set it up, mm-hmm. but it also kind of screams to me just because of how white it is and because it's you know these are backpacks. The one that I would probably not want to take with me. It would be kind of and Ed, I think you you agree with me on this. It's they almost look like display pieces. Exactly. Yeah, like shoes you get that you never would think about putting on your feet and walking exactly. outside. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's just it's it's gonna be there. You get to look at it. You get to appreciate it. I don't know. Like things like that, I think we all have in some form or another. Like some so, uh, somebody who built their PC, you know, might look at that and be like, they're using it, but that's their big display piece that they always love showing off. Mm-hmm. Or someone might have their book collection and their bookshelf, and then it's like, look at this. You know, everybody has that. So what I was about to say was just like, I don't get, you know, when people just buy a bag or shoes or something like that and just put on that. But it's I, it's that similar feeling, I yeah, suppose. That's the white. And it's like you don't want to get it dirty. You you can't because and you have to have like glass or something covering it because like you'll see dust build up on it. You'll oh, see yeah. stuff like that. And it'll, it'll just not. This product good. sounds like mm. it, it looks sorry, not sounds. It looks like something that you would like if you go into like a department store and there's like a Herschel Star Wars, you know, display. This is like mm. just to get your eye. You know what I mean? Like yeah, this is like the product that's the like, window. oh, here's some really cool mm. Star Wars stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't feel like it's a it's a great one to purchase for everyday use, but. It's a nice bag. It's yeah. a nice set of bags. The, like, yeah. The the... One, sorry. Like the only <laughs> one I could see you were saying, like, I remember, Dan, you were talking about, like, you know, maybe taking one of these to, like, a convention or something. Mm. And the only one I'd be comfortable with that would be with the uh, the Hunter set. Or because... even the Darth Vader set. No. Yeah. See, it's even, black. Even, even that, I feel like mm, it, it's close, and I'd be like, yeah, maybe 
I wouldn't need to be pressured too much to bring one one of the Vader set because it just looks really nice. Yeah, but that that's where I'd be like, yeah, I still don't want. I think the Vader, the Vader duffel bag yeah, I would yeah, bring to like my hotel. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As a travel bag, but like for the backpacks, not on the floor itself. I would bring yeah, the, the I would bring the bounty hunter set to the yeah. floor because like mm-hmm. the Darth Vader bag itself, like the backpack bag, mm-hmm. doesn't look too big. Um, looking at it now, but we do get uh, some things on it where it's like. Uh, in Orabesh, you get the words deploy, you get join the dark side, and no, I am your father printed on the bag, which is kind of cool. Uh, just little nods to some... I don't know when he says deploy. When does he say that? He doesn't. Yeah, that's just a thing. Maybe it's like deploy <laughs> the fighters or something. I don't know. Um, Maybe. But we get like the little cool thing with the Boba Fett one is like the little lanyards on the um zip zippers there are like supposed to be the aesthetic of like the wookie braids that he that he has as like trophies yeah, that's mm. a nice little touch i guess but um, yeah i just i just wish they hadn't done military camo it it yeah it doesn't odd. it doesn't reflect yeah. Boba. like if they had like the design of his armor on there with like the blaster and like the the dent in his helmet and stuff like that i think mm. that would have been a little bit better of a design choice but yeah, we because... also we have the the orabesh on there inside that says um as you wish for the for the boba fett <laughs> one because the first thing, if you look at this from afar, you'd, you'd probably think of the rebels on Endor before anything yes, else. Yes, 100%. That definitely is the aesthetic that it evokes. The only thing that makes me think of Boba is the yellow patch on all the bags. Mm. That's like when you pair the green, the dark, and the beige with the yellow, it's like, that's Boba Fett. I can see that. Yeah. Um, but but it's, there's it, no red. That's the thing. Yeah, there's no like, there's no style choice apart from the yeah. colors that shows Boba Fett. Like mm. if they had some red lining on it or something, then you could be like, oh, well, maybe, maybe. Mm. and then you you know your speculation wouldn't be too far along. But mm. yeah. that is that is the Herschel collection. So if oh, yeah. if you are a collector of all things Star Wars, which includes you know special, this could be a limited time. So special little things like this. You yeah. can totally see these popping up over at like Rancho Obi Wan with the big collection that he has <laughs> over there, Steve Sansweet. Yeah, you never know. Like everybody on season three might get one of these for free. You never know. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 fun, and it's if anything, it's good to see, even if it's like for a profit or some of that. Just multiple people getting involved in this. We've already talked about a bunch of different writing and media industries around the world getting involved in Star Wars, mm-hmm. not just the centralized thing. And now we have merchandise that you wouldn't think of just offhand you'd be like oh yeah a star wars bag yeah there's probably somebody who makes that you know a star wars herschel bag you'd be like what seriously and so <laughs> there you go it's like no matter where you look at this point you'll be able to find some impact in a bunch of places you'd never to think you'd never think of so it's it's nice to see if you have no feeling on it whatsoever that's that's on you that's your prerogative but it's just it's it's I don't want to say wholesome. Again, it's, it's capitalistic society. <laughs> but, but it's it's just, yeah, it's nice. Nice is the best thing I can say without, without going into any sort of spectrum at that point. Any last thoughts? Uh, I probably won't be buying one. I don't need a new backpack. I have a nice uh, Under Armour one that works well. And uh, yeah, I don't really need one, but they're nice. If you needed one, it's not a bad little deal as long as they're not too expensive. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm interested in the dark side stuff. Maybe if I have enough money after I finish buying all my Star Wars Legion and Armada stuff, I might get one. <laughs> Just to bring it around with you. Yeah. It's like, I need to go play some Armada. Let me put my stuff in my Stormtrooper bag. Oh, it won't fit in there. <laughs> <laughs>
Not even close. I already know. Mm. Now, listeners, news updates every day. It updates every hour. It updates every minute. The Hollow Net is vast. It is huge and is full of information. We've definitely touched on some points here. We've probably not touched on everything, but you can rest assured that on the next episode of Hollow Net Hotlines, there's going to be some interesting things. Maybe some things you've missed. Maybe some things that have slipped through your encryption. So leave that to us and we'll take care of it for you. But for now, we got to head to the intro. Oh, God. No, outro. Sorry. No, we're not doing this again. <laughs> Back to the beginning. Okay. <laughs> we used to do this in the past. We are reviving it yet again on some episodes, maybe not all of them, but a good mass majority of them. We like to highlight stuff from the community and just searching around the internet. It could be something you've seen walking past your neighborhood. It could be something you've seen or heard or, you know what, you can imagine a scenario, put it down on paper, put it down at the art, and it will be appreciated. We like to see what fans of Star Wars have done across the world. And we found some pretty interesting uh, pieces this time. Um, Noma, do you want to share your... A fan pick of the podcast with us today. Yeah, so I found a fan-made poster on Reddit, and it is called Victory and Death by You Venture Pictures. And I think he does a lot of, or he, they, sorry, I, I don't know what gender there. I think they do a lot of stuff like this because it looks really good and professional. Yeah, it looks like a movie and, poster. Yeah, it is a picture of a venator that is slowly falling into the atmosphere, which, you know, if you see in season seven of Clone Wars, you know what's going on, followed by a uh, follow with a cluster of other little flaming objects. But it looks, yeah, it looks like movie quality and it looks it looks like something I would see for, you know, like a, a teaser poster for the actual end of season seven. Yeah, this is something that you could definitely see like just being posted on Instagram story for 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing it does remind me of is the cover of Lost Stars with the the mm. reaching the atmosphere as a Star Destroyer, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. So it's very much like, like uh, reminiscent of that, but it is definitely more realistic when you zoom in. Like it's a really high quality photo. Oh, yeah. And it is beautiful. Yeah, and it also, you know, I I love the design of the Venator. I thought it, I've always thought it's one of the coolest capital ships designs in Star Wars. So just being able to see it this detailed and and is that way like the Architects because it's like a miniature miniaturized version of that in the Imperial Navy. You know what? I never thought about that, but it, that's probably true. Okay, it it is very very similar in in uh well it's got that kind of yeah. Uh, beveled arrowhead design that same kind of thing so or indented indented arrowhead whichever one you yeah whichever term is correct but yeah no that's a good point but yeah it's just it it looks so nice and it immediately caught my eye when when i was scrolling through the reddit so eduardo what's yours hi <laughs> sorry i had to i had to bring up the fma i had to do it <laughs> no problem <laughs> um everyone's crying what? in their in their little puddles now what I found was um, some great interactive photography. And I've talked about things like this before. I remember there was one. It's all done with little, like, Stormtrooper figures or clone oh, figures. Oh, yeah, this stuff is cool. And before I had found one for 
an artist was on the sidewalk and gravel and stuff for them doing different like action uh, poses with them and he'd have like smoke in the background or something but it was always like really foggy and really like desperate looking situations i found something similar where the photographer has different methods of causing this sometimes he's using a sparkler or a flare sometimes he's setting off like little cherry bombs and letting them explode and trying to take the picture in the moment and he's got different different locales like ones in like what lo- what looks like in the picture it looks like a, a lake is a puddle uh there's ones in snow there's there's some just on regular grassy ground and in a forest or an ice and it's just what you can see from the after image with how he takes the shot it looks epic because with the explosion you get like the little sparks and fire and you get the whole smoke that's coming from that and the way he's positioned each trooper makes it look like there's a whole battle going on and you can start creating scenarios in your head just from this person's one image or whatever image he's taken at that time it just makes you go into this huge thought process of oh that's a good scene okay where would they be with that and how why would they be in this situation and what do you think they're going to do and mm-hmm. boom you have the makings of a story hell you have the makings of a campaign there if you can imagine like a D&D scenario and put somebody like this in and be like okay where are you going from there <laughs> so it's it's a really good it was just something really interesting i found and that was posted by the user lesevenda i want to say but it's l e 7 e n d a that was what a you're month not ago enough, but... you're not not lead enough to pronounce this name no <laughs> no but, but yeah it, it was something that was really interesting and it is it is Star Wars photography. It was mm-hmm. on the interesting as fuck subreddit, but I think it really is that interesting and yeah, it should cool. be checked out. And it's a oh, good yeah. idea. And I find like you do enough of this, you could have a whole storyboard just based on these and go nuts because oh, yeah. it'd be awesome. And and I think a great indicator on how how amazing this photography is is the one thing that stands out to me is the lake shot with uh, the three yeah. stormtroopers because like looking at that if you were if if you were able to erase the arm joints that you can see in there mm-hmm. it would look like a real photo like you would assume that that you know there were people in in costumes or it was you know cgi not action figures right? when you get nice um painted and modeled figures that aren't awful articulated are awfully articulated like can happen sometimes mm-hmm. um they can look really good especially the ones oh, with yeah. the helmets the one with the faces i find are a little less realistic looking it's oh, when you get the yeah, helmets because it's not as not a lot it's a very uniform feature yeah when there's faces uncanny valley activates right oh, you can tell easily. they're not real yeah but yeah with you're right with helmets it's it's that that line becomes much harder to see i don't know if you guys remember but i think it was at the celebration that we went to in chicago there was an artist one of the you know the official artists that they had in the artist alley there where they were licensed by lucasfilm to sell their art there was Mm -hmm. a guy that did i don't know maybe you guys bought one or i might have bought one i can't remember um but it was basically uh, a picture of um in rogue one when Bays and chirrut are fighting stormtroopers and it was done with all figures and i didn't realize that until i got home with it so I did. I, I did buy one. I, I gave it to a friend as a gift. Duh, it was quite cool. Mm. And then I realized after the fact, I was like, "Oh wow, those are figures!" Like I didn't even notice it until you really look at it. You can't mm. tell. So that was really interesting. That's really cool. Yeah. So we love seeing things like that. And Dan, you found something very interesting. 
I think, and something that you know people might really, really, really want to want to check out and want to have. Yeah, during uh, Celebration Chicago, I uh, found these guys over at the uh, the bar when we were doing that podcast meetup, and um, they were telling me about you know some of the stuff that they like to do in the Star Wars community, and they have this company called Luminous Beings. I thought they were just doing it for fun, but it's actually a company that they have, and they were giving out like Loth Cat pins that were limited edition that they ran for uh, Star Wars Celebration Chicago. And so while uh, I was talking to them, I added them on social media and stuff like that. And they have a website called LuminousBeingsLTD.com. You can also find them on Instagram at LuminousBeingsLTD. And they have some really interesting merchandise that's like Star Wars um, themed. So you got like they have data pad, data, data pad, data pad cases for your phones that are all like hand handmade and like weathered and stuff like that. So you can get like Imperial ones, uh, ones that look more uh generic maybe not rebel but there are ones that kind of give you that look that rebel look if you wanted to ever have a data pad case for your phone you can do that they have patches for uh, adopt a loft cat society um pins for like the night sister for assage from the 2003 clone wars series the 2d one um my some of my favorite stuff they have are the head where they have so they have a toque uh from folk like a fulcrum beanie that's kind of like ahsoka themed they have a I'm No Jedi baseball cap, which is Ahsoka theme with the Fulcrum logo on the front of it. And they have the Eris baseball cap, which is like the the owl um, look, the night, night owl, owl look yeah. to the the hat that um, uh, I'm blanking, I'm blanking, I'm blanking. What's her name? Bo-Katan? Bo-Katan, yeah. <laughs> I'm just blanking. Up. I'm like, Katie Sackhoff, what's her actual character fan. name? <laughs> I follow her, we're going to say Katie Sackhoff. I, I follow her on Instagram, so it's like I see I see her as Katie Sackhoff all the time now. Uh, okay. um, but yeah, Bo-Katan's <laughs> helmet. So it's it's actually really, like, these are, like, I really wanted to get one. And then I looked, I put one in the cart, and I put my address in to see how much it would cost to ship it here. It's uh-huh. a $30 hat, and it's a $20 shipping cost, USD. Uh-huh. So unless we're buying hats together, guys, I don't think yeah. I'm going to be getting any of these, so sadly See, but they're yeah, great okay. so if you are in the state in the states if you get 50 dollar order or less or sorry or more it's free shipping within the states so yeah it's a really great uh company i guess they do some really cool designs there's a lot of heart that goes into it people that are behind it are really nice and really thoughtful um so yeah go check them out they don't sponsor us but i just figured it's a cool fan thing that you know just supports other people in the community and looking at it like i will i can't change my phone case i'm too attached to it and yeah. it's so plain but it, it i've dropped it so many times and my what is screen your phone is, case yeah it's, it's just generic like rubber like the oh, bumper one yeah. but it's dropped so much and it's not cracked and this has been a case <laughs> i've had for like several different phones and i've wow. always gone back to the same one because it's just it's just perfect yeah. but seeing some of these imperial ones here because they're cool the way the the way the back is set up it almost looks like the uh your officer your crest mm-hmm. where it looks like some of them are like there's a lieutenant one there and I, I think that's captain up there and just seeing it those i could be completely wrong they could just be buttons yeah, like but that's what it looks like right and that's that's just really cool detail if it is yeah because that's awesome so that would be i'm already interested in looking at hearing prices not as much but that's just because we live in canada yeah it's because yeah, we live it. in canada or us canadians is... up here we live in igloos and we can't afford things from the states sadly yeah we have to we have to put all that money towards moose no, my, defense that 50 dollars bill behind you can you can you lend that to me for a little bit so i can buy one of these hats <laughs> no that's 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 legion money oh <laughs> that's right that's being reserved that's why it's beside yeah, all the exactly. legion stuff but uh but yeah no because i'm on the same page as that i've also got one of those durable phone cases just because i dropped my phone so so much you clumsy but, butterfingers yeah i mean 
that that heiress base the that heiress heiress English the heiress baseball cap looks really cool. I actually I really dig that. So if I ever saw that at a convention and it was like thirty dollars at the convention, I'd just buy it right yes. down there. Yeah, exactly. Oh my it's, god, it's really just the shipping cost that that kind of hurts me. Yeah, deeply. if it's the same if it's the same shipping cost, if you bought multiple things, like if you bought like two hats and some other things or whatever, and it's still twenty dollars, I would definitely consider it. But it's just the shipping is so much money. Yeah, it's just it hurts. It but you know what's you know what's not so much money. Oh, good transition. You know, it's not so much money. Eat our stuff. You want to check out our stuff, see what we got, I guarantee. <laughs> I mean, You're our t-shirts are pretty cheap, to be completely fair. <laughs> I think they are. And you know what? You can contact us about prices if you have any, you know, issue with that. I don't think you will, because you'll be quite surprised when you see them. But you can find us. Dan, how can you find us? Oh, wait, no, Dan, you did it earlier. I can you do it again. I, I, I got... No, no, uh... no. No, no, you, you, you show them up on this one. You show them what you got. All right, time to shill. I mean, uh, <laughs> so, good way. We're shilling <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, no, definitely, because you know, like we said before, I can't wait to get sorry. I can't wait to get that one it. comment from a from person who's like, "You sold yourselves out to yourselves." <laughs> yeah, right. Then you are lost. Yeah. <laughs> Just having quotes and gifts sent to us. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so like we said before, if you have any thoughts on this and you'd like to share them with us, we are absolutely down to hear your thoughts. And you can get a hold of us a number of ways. So we have an email, which is voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. We've also got a Twitter and Instagram, same handle, which is at voiceforcepod. And, uh, you know, a little bit of shilling here. So retweeting our new episode tweets or on your stories does help our growing listener base well helps grow our listener base and is very much appreciated we've also got our website which is www.voiceoftheforce.com and you can listen rate review and subscribe to our podcast on apple Podcasts, google play spotify amazon music and wherever you listen to podcasts and as always reviewing helps with visibility and is very much appreciated and uh yeah subscribe for free for the latest episodes as soon as it releases yeah, so that was how we had headlines. If you like that, then maybe you should think about listening to some of our other stuff too. Get out of here, Anakin! <laughs> oh, okay, I guess they don't want me. Just go. You are hey. lost! <laughs> Bye.